0: Hey. So hopefully uh, Facebook doesn't cut this I don't own the rights to this music at all Y'all know who owns this music, right? I just want y'all to Hey My fucking skin is black Hey, my skin is black But hey, hey, hey It's the B motherfucking baby and i'm back happy memorial day to everyone i hope that you all are taking this opportunity to um i don't know barbecue have fun spend time with the people that you love the people that you care about man because hey it's a it's a great holiday and uh you should go out get on the grill but social distance as you see fit right so I'm gonna get into it early. I want to respond to Charlemagne the God's interview with Joe Biden, right? And, and, and the big headline that everybody talked about was if Joe Biden said if you voted for a particular individual, then you ain't black. Oh yeah, Joe Biden. I guess you are. I guess you can tell us what black is. I mean, I guess I got Caucasian on my shirt, on my hoodie. And I ain't black too, now, huh? You know, I I coined the phrase white audacity a couple weeks ago with Wayne, Candace, and Chu. And once I started thinking about it, and now that I've put it out, I feel like I see it more often. And you know, that really happens to us, right? When when you say something, you hear something, you see something, it, it, it all starts to happen more often, right? And here is another example of white audacity. I understand that you may feel like you're the more capable candidate. I understand that you... They feel like you've done this, this and this for this group of people. I understand that this other person may not have done some of the things for a group of people that you felt like they he should have done or people or or people in the community don't feel like they've been properly represented, represented. But guess what, dog? Can't no white man tell me I ain't black. Can't no white woman tell me i ain't black. Can't nobody tell me I ain't black for nothing. And I really thought he, I, I thought he, it was a serious statement, but I also thought that he was making a joke, right? I thought it was like a, a little jest, but like, no, nah, bro, hell no. Who do you think you are to come in the black community and say, oh, you ain't black if you don't do this. No, bruh, that's not okay. And, and it just speaks to a sense of entitlement that a certain party has over the black community. Oh, you, you what other choice do you have? <laughs> and then you ask yourself, what are the other choices? If you feel like you're not being represented properly by one party or the other, what is your choice? Third party. But guess what? We're in a two-party system and third parties don't work. And I've seen people shop the idea of, 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 of another party. And I think that's important to talk about, right? I think there needs to be just a, a, a moderate party because both parties have, have, have gone so far wide, right? So far liberal, so far conservative. Some of us just who are moderate, you know, we have pretty, we don't have radical views on most things, come together. And then that actually, I think that could help build a strong third party, but it has to start at the grassroots. But back to this interview though, man, another issue I I have with the interview and most political interviews that I see on, on, on black media platforms is the crime bill that always comes up. Okay, I understand all of the negative things that have came from, from from the crime bill, but that was a long time ago. Information has changed. Uh, you know what? Policy is trial and error. And yes, politicians maybe should admit that they made a mistake by, signing the, by passing the bill, but we can't fix it now. Only thing we can do is to move forward. So we have to press forward instead of dwelling on the past. Uh, and you know, we spoke about the black vote, black agendas and, and, and the, and what P Diddy had to say about not promising our vote to a party or not promising our vote to a candidate. I do believe that candidates should voting is quid pro quo, quid pro quo. I think Charlemagne said that on the breakfast club the other day. Like it is like what I would give you this vote. If you can do this for me, that's what it's all about. But when you find yourself in a situation where you only have two alternatives, I don't think that is the time to start trying to hold the black vote for ransom. All right. We don't want to ex- we don't we don't want to start dangling the vote above some people's heads when we only have two options. And it's like, are we going to shit on the option that we think may be best for us because uh, he's taking a vote for granted? Shut the fuck up, Tyler Black. But don't ever say I ain't black again. I should delete your motherfucking comment for saying some dumb shit like that to me. Um, but the thing is, if 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 these people take the vote for granted, I, I got it. It sucks, but like, uh, what what is your alt? What is your alternative? What are you gonna do? And if you're so serious about about holding the black vote for ransom, dangling the black vote in front of politicians' faces, you should have started this. Well before now, you should have started this well before the primaries and you should have been pushing, pushing, pushing during the primaries. Tyler, I know it's a joke. I'm joking as well. Um, but now we want to wait till it's almost election time when we already have two candidates and you want to and you want to use that as a means to. uh, No, hell no. Get out of here, man. Now is not the time and timing is everything. Timing is absolutely everything because I think the message that Diddy is trying to push, I think what Charlemagne is trying to do to hold our politicians accountable to our community is important. But right before a general election, you know, it doesn't start with just the politician once they get the opportunity to be in office. It starts early on, okay? And it's never too late to start trying to hold people accountable. But again, Timing counts, and I find it funny that we have millionaires and billionaires, albeit that they're black, trying to tell us what to do with our vote. I've been telling y'all for months and years that look, dog, you can't listen to these rich people about how to live your life. You can't, because the way things affect them and the way things affect us is totally different. They're in a different tax bracket, okay? They they so if you okay. If you think that Diddy has your best interest at heart, that's crazy. Diddy has his best interest at heart. Charlamagne the God has his best interest at heart. And I think they're well-intentioned people, but from where they stand and where they sit, they're not down here with the people. They ain't boots to the ground. They ain't getting their fingers dirty no more. They spend some money. You know what I mean? They own some stuff. They're capitalists. And yes, I love the building of black wealth and building of black influence, but understand that when you create that wealth, and you create that influence you become further and further away from the layman. So when you're not a layman and you're trying to speak for the layman, the layman gets confused on what it is that they need to do. All right? And to the, the to and to the piece of uh Biden should have a woman of color, a black woman as his as his um running mate, like no question that's no get out of here. He needs the best person Fitted to run the to be for the job to be his running mate, and if we're looking at it, I think that we should look at different minorities, whether it's women, whether it's men of color. I don't care what the color may be, right? Because you need diversity of thought. You need to make sure you have a team with different types of thought patterns. But to the people on social media who's going crazy because he's he's vetting Klobuchar, sorry, she was a legitimate presidential candidate, and he's like, you know what? She may carry something. Sorry, he's just not going to jump off the off the bridge and say, oh, yeah, I'm taking Kamala Harris no matter what. So just because you may think something looks good, you got to understand electability, understand social media, social media. They don't they they don't win elections. If we cared about if we thought social media won an election, 2016 would have been different. If you believe every poll you read, 2016 would have been different. Okay, guess who votes? Old people. Guess what? Old people don't like. A lot of change. So guess what you have to do if you want to get some change by some old people? You have to sneak it by them. And just throwing somebody as a running mate because they look different and and they may have a different message than than the mainstream. That doesn't necessarily get the old people vote. They want what's comfortable. And although I disagree with so much of what Joe Biden is doing, right, I totally disagree with it. he's trying to win an election. Because social media said he wasn't going to win the win, win the, uh, the ticket, right? It was Phil the burn or, or, or Mayor Pete or, or, or all of that stuff. But no, man. Social media doesn't win elections. So I don't care about your Facebook posts. I don't care about your tweets. I don't care about your IG pics. I don't care about none of that shit. I don't care about the sign in your yard. I care about you going out there and voting. All right? Go out there and vote. And that's what really makes the difference. And to black people who want to hold politicians accountable, hold them accountable. But make sure you're holding yourself accountable. Hold your local politicians accountable. Because if you think somebody in the White House is really going to affect your day-to-day, you got life fucked up. To my people in Cartersville, worry less about Trump and worry more about Millsap. Okay? Cartersville 70 did happen. And he's up for re-election. Is that what we really want representing us? Somebody who thought it was okay to lock up 70 people? for less than a ounce of wheat at a party? Come on, man. Come on now. Care about your local elections. Care about Santini, who don't want to get rid of the Civil War a uh, 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 monuments in front of the courthouse and say, oh, it's our history, it's our tradition. Oh, a tradition of, of glorifying the people who lost the war, a tradition of glorifying people who, who, uh, of, of, who don't like Black people. You want to put this in front of the courthouse, and I'm supposed to expect justice in that courthouse? That's what we have to do. We have to start at the local level. You have to start with your politicians, your people, yourself. Shout out to my guy, Todd Dean. I see him out here helping out local politicians. He's helping out uh, Dexter Jones in his uh, campaign. He's helping out JJ Jones in his campaign. That's what we need. We need people at the bottom, and it's a top up, it's a, it's, it's, it's a bottom up change. And yes, that's how you affect the top down. You got to hit it from different places. But most importantly, start with you and your house and then your community, then your state, and you spread from there. But, hey, Joe Biden, I'm going to go ahead and tell you something. You can't tell black people we ain't black because my motherfucking skin is black, even though my hoodie says Caucasian. All right. <laughs> I don't think I've ever came in that strong with a rap, but let me transition to what do I want to transition to? All right, so I'm going to eventually give my full thoughts on the MJ doc, right? That's coming soon. I'm doing an entire wrap-up show with Boink and Boyd this week. I'm going to rewatch the doc one more time to get that taken care of. But here's something I do want to talk about. You know, everybody talks about MJ's competitive edge, right, and how just crazy wired he was, right, and how most people aren't wired like that. And one person who they say had the same makeup was uh, Kobe, right? And then you try to knock LeBron for for being that way, for not being that way. Okay? You try to knock other superstars for not working as hard or caring as much about basketball and competition as others. Here I got something for you, right? Think about this. MJ grew up nice middle class home. His parents are there living a pretty good life, not really worried about much, okay? Then you have Kobe Bryant, same thing. His dad plays basketball in the NBA and overseas. He grew up, he grew up well. OK, no stress, no worries. So how do you find your edge? You have to make it up. You take somebody like a LeBron James, OK, or Carmelo Anthony, somebody who they say who's, who's obviously uber talented. but well, people say, oh, they don't have that killer wheel. They're not maniacal when it comes to winning on the court. You know why? Because they struggled in life. They understand that competition, this is just fun. This is just entertainment. This is just a means to make money, right? But it's not the end all be all. There's there's more to life. Right. Than just winning a goddamn game, winning more championships than other people. Right. Being the very best at what you do. okay? It's about survival. It's about taking care of people. okay? So when you when you look at these people who come from who come from wealth, who come from stability, they don't have the same perspective. Yes, they can consume themselves with being the best at basketball or the best gambler because it doesn't matter. But when you actually have struggled and you didn't know where your next meal was coming from, you don't give a fuck about basketball the same way. It's just a goddamn game, a game that you may love, a game that you may enjoy, but the competitive piece, the the obsessive nature that comes with that, no, no, it's just not the same because of where you started from. Okay, like you you want your wealth, you want your comfortability, you want your stability because you never had it before. So for the people who want to, to, to knock other players for giving a fuck about things bigger than a goddamn game and goddamn work. I challenge you to think about yourself and think about your background and tell me what matters to you. All right. And I bet you your starting point okay impact so much of what your worldview is and terrence i'm not running for no bartow county commissioner hell no i don't want to be a politician i want to work behind what else do i got what else do i got on here oh yeah to stick with sports i just want to keep it real quick uh peyton manning was absolutely amazing yesterday in the, in the golf in the golf uh, match they had with brady manning uh tiger and phil It was a great watch. I don't know if it's because I'm sports starved or not, but it made golf entertaining. And I hope the PGA Tour can add some of this mic stuff in here, even if they're not their main events. You know, we got because seeing those personalities, the shit talking, all that stuff, that was really, really fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Right. So. I gave a few thoughts on 6ix9ine, on right? And, I, and I've not gone too deep into it, but here's a few things I do want to hit about it, right? This nigga made an uh, entire mockery of black hip-hop culture, young black hip-hop culture, okay? Um, and I don't know how to feel about it because he monetized it. He's popular. I mean, is he is he happy? But when you see somebody making a mockery of, of a culture, I mean, do you get mad at it? I mean, it makes money. I, I don't really know where I land with it. But I'll just say that all these all these street nigga shit, man, y'all got to leave that street code away, man. Y'all have got to leave that street stuff away. And also, to people who are upset saying this is not our culture, hip hop is no longer just black culture. Hip hop is, is pop culture, okay? So it's become so large that it's not just what it used to be. It's not, you know, people on the street, b-box and all of that stuff. It's not just freestyle. It's not cyphering. It's a multi billion dollar industry, okay? And it's what everybody likes. It's the cool thing. Everybody likes, not everybody, but a lot of people like rap music. Every, a lot of people like the culture. A lot of people like to live in a place. Right, they want to live in a place that they don't truly live in. If you were from Cartersfield, Georgia, your your where you start at is a little bit different. Um, but you can go listen to a song from name that rapper from whatever place, and you can live that life, you can feel like you're a part of that. And I think that's the cool thing about hip hop. Man, what else do I got on my list? I'm so out of order. I just had to get up here and rant a little bit. I don't even think I'm gonna go long today. Oh, I got this thing called Degrees of Dumb Bitches coming soon. I'm still working on it. Uh, media narrative. No, I don't want to talk about that. Young nigga complex. No, Draymond? on. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Last, last topic. Just a quick little get the shit off my chest. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is a fucking hater. Paul Pierce needs to be off of TV. Paul Pierce not putting LeBron in his top five because the man never started a dynasty. It's, it's just fucking nuts. Like the fact that you spit at the man is is disrespectful. The fact that you acknowledge it and you laughed about it is 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 terrible. I, I just have no use for Paul Pierce, man. I for for forever I've been saying we got to get this man off of TV, and, and it furthermore shows because you have a job to be as unbiased of an analyst as you can, and you're not doing that. And I think in this drought. People are really looking for for content. Like, look at all these trash ass lists that ESPN has put out. Look at some of these trash ass topics that they're talking about on these shows. Like the ability for like the mainstream media to come up with an with 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 information like dog, How can you not? Like, I'm sitting here. I can come up with shit all day long. I can talk my ass off. It's easy. Like, I can pull topics out of my motherfucking ass, right? But but y'all can't. Like, come on, man. We we have to do better than that. The people. Deserve better than that. We deserve to be entertained by the stuff that we watch, and not like golly, not this stuff. Again, and speaking of entertainment, so I saw I saw an interesting post on Twan's page, and I was supposed to have Tuan on this weekend. Scheduling got fucked up, but we, we're, we're going to make that happen. And it was talking about the whole the, the whole abortion piece and the difference in people saying you want the government to not allow abortions, and but. You also don't want the government to interfere with you going to work. Let me tell you motherfuckers a little something back to my white audacity stuff. Let me let me get back in that bag. You people who are out protesting, trying to make somebody go to work because they feel that it's unsafe is absolutely wrong. I understand that you may view this whole COVID thing differently because I don't know what to believe, because the media wants to tell us something. Uh, politicians want to sell us something, Healthcare workers want to sell us something, people on the ground want to sell us something else, and you live a life. And it's like, wow, no one in my immediate circle is being affected by this, so why should I care? But in other places, motherfuckers are dying left and right from it. The motherfuckers are getting hurt from it. It's Here's what I want to just tell all you people. People who want to say, I'm pro-life. OK, you be pro-life, you do it in your house. People who want to say, I want to go back to work. Well, if you own a business, you take your ass back to work and you open your business. People who want to say, uh. I don't want to go to work. Well, guess what? You don't go to work. Don't go. And you deal with the consequences of that if you choose not to go. But maybe maybe in my older age, I'm becoming more of a. What you do shouldn't affect me, like do what you do as long as it doesn't affect me. I don't give a damn what you do. And I think we need to take that approach, because the fact that you can really just say you need to go to work, you need to go to work, you need to go to work. Bitch, you go to work. You out here in the goddamn streets. Don't worry about me. Worry about you. And and I just know this this COVID shit has really just exposed a lot of people's true colors. It shows us who we are because that's what struggle does. Okay? When times are hard, it really shows you what you're made of. It really shows you who counts counts to you, who, who your support system is, who gives a damn about you. That's what struggle shows. And what this struggle is showing me is that most of us don't give a damn about anybody. We only care about our own self-interest. Okay, so I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember this, in five years from now, when when somebody is looking for some help, right? I, not bro, you're selfish. you selfish. You 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 only care about you. I remember what you did during COVID. You only worry about your goddamn self. So remember this: people have showed you who they are. That's it's up to you to believe them, because. J- Don't let crisis define who you are. But sadly, that's what happens. People don't want to change until it's too late. People don't want to change until something bad happens, right? You done had all this time, all this time, right? To to forgive people, to change, to grow. And now you want to wait till shit hits the fan to become the person that you knew you could have been a long time ago. It's too late it's too late to apologize it's too late nah i'm kidding but i just had to get this ran off it'll be up on all platforms very shortly got some more content coming so i got part two coming with uh chris and josh apparently y'all love that that drake convo like y'all really hated us for killing drake uh we're planning to get uh my guy chad conquering lion on one of my uh, good friends from Morehouse, and we're going to redo this whole Drake conversation uh, with him. That's coming soon. Like I said, I got the uh, last dance wrap-up coming, and I got the Bahrain crew coming back in a couple of weeks, and I got some more little projects that I'm working on. Just know that we have a lot of content coming soon, man. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow on Instagram. Um, Instagram, free Big Baby the Goat. YouTube, Big Baby the Goat uh follow my website bigbabythegoat.com uh like the facebook page y'all know all that shit big baby yeah